here we go again. Comment passed on this beat, I made it to a jam. Now everything I'm not made me everything I am. It's January 27th, 2021, and I'm actually re-recording this podcast uh, a day later. Um, Yesterday was one year since Kobe Bryant and eight other people passed away in a helicopter crash. And um, I I had recorded a podcast yesterday talking about it, um, but it was just the the sound quality wasn't that great and I wasn't able to hear it until into the evening time. So I wanted to re-record this and uh, still put it out um, because I don't know if, if you do notice there was a, there was two episodes that was released on January 26th and um, episode nine or eight was considered a bonus. It was the episode talking about discussing Jake Paul and Ben Askren. And um, you know, the, even though there was no episode seven in the feed, um, so this is episode seven. I want to re-record it, and uh, I just wanted to reflect on, uh, you know, on the day that it happened, and and kind of like how, you know, what Kobe Bryant, you know, meant to me, and I guess you know, as growing up as someone in Southern California. So, um, you know, last year on on January twenty sixth, um, it was actually kind of a day to, that was going to be fun and kind of a day of celebrating because. Um, you know, me and my, my family and I, we were going to go to the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines because I got free tickets from my job. Um, I had started a new job up in Torrey Pines. And um, as part of, you know, since we're right by the golf course, they give complimentary tickets. So, um, you know, it's my first week there. Um, they had the tickets up for like a little raffle and I won. I'm not sure if I won the raffle because, um, because I was the new guy or if I just got lucky. But no, that doesn't matter. I got the tickets. So, um, you know, that Sunday, um, we had, I remember we had to bundle up because it was kind of a wet, cold day. Um, not the typical San Diego weather that you get. And um, before we were going to go to the golf course, I wanted we were going to park the car at where my work is because it was in walking distance from, uh, from the golf course. So, you know, we parked at work and then I wanted to um, you know, show my wife and son around my work real quick, just because, you know, it was new. And that's when I was excited. I wanted to show them where, you know, my, my new full-time gig was. And um, so I was showing them around. And I remember I I had my phone recording, you know, because I was kind of, sh- you know, just kind of showing like where my workspace was. And, you know, my mom was still alive at the time. So she wanted to see where I was working. And, um, you know, so I'm recording. And then all of a sudden my wife says, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant, Kobe died. And it was weird. It was just like, it was like, it was almost like the DJ just cut the music. It was like, what? Like, you're crazy. Like that, that's not, that didn't happen. Because to me, um, you know, the day prior, LeBron James had actually just passed Kobe Bryant on the all-time scoring list. So I thought it was like, it was some, you know, maybe Diane had read a dramatic post that like someone was being over dramatic and being like, Oh, Kobe's dead because LeBron passed him up and all that stuff. And, you know, I was pretty dismissive because to me, it's like, I have a bleacher report app on my phone. Um, I'm always checking social media. So I'm usually pretty, you know, I'm pretty like quick to breaking news, especially in sports. And especially with the passing of Kobe Bryant, that's, it was such, that's such big news. I figure I would know, but, it was like I, as soon as I looked at my phone and opened up 
I think it was Facebook, all of a sudden, every single post was just rest in peace Kobe and people expressing how sad they are and shock. And I was blown away because, I mean, I think I had left my apartment maybe 30 minutes before that, and there was no news of that, and that it hadn't hit yet. Um, and it was, it was like a gut punch, you know? I immediately, the first thing that came to my mind, I was thinking, I thought of my my brother-in-law, Jan, who's the biggest Laker fan and Kobe fan that I know. Like, I think he has a coffee of the mama mentality, like, at his apartment. I think he gives that as gifts to people, you know, because, you know, Kobe, you know, wrote that book and the Mamba mentality. And one of the things that like he always worked hard for was because he wanted to inspire people to be great at whatever they, they were doing, you know? So I like, I know my, my brother-in-law who's very ambitious and started his own company. Like he really, he emulates that. And, you know, like when I think of all the the people I grew up with, you know, living in, in LA County, like all my friends in elementary school, middle school and high school and college that were Kobe Bryant fans that were Laker fans, um, you know, being in elementary school. I remember like, I think Kobe, you know, he made it, he got drafted in 96. So I was like in first grade at that time. So like, basically, I, you know, I remember, you know, in being in elementary school and, and everyone loved Kobe Bryant because, you know, the announcers always described Kobe as a kid, you know, he was always smiling. He, he played with like such a, an exciting style. Um, you know, it was, you know, it, it's funny cause like watching all old Kobe highlights, it's like, I realized that like the way I would play basketball in my backyard, it was like, I was just doing Kobe moves. Like, his under the basket, like layup, like his, his, his little turn away fadeaways, all the, like him, the way he would drive, man, I would do, I remember doing all those moves in my backyard and like, you know, I wouldn't be openly saying like Kobe when I was taking my shots, but you know, the thing is uh, it, it, just being there, he was just, Kobe was just so iconic for an LA kid. It was like, you couldn't help but be influenced by him. You know, he, you know, he brought five uh, titles to Los Angeles. Like, that's significant. And I'm not even going to say that, like, I was a big Laker fan growing up. If anything, I was I would be someone that was a self-described Laker hater. You know, cause growing up, I was a big L.A. Kings fan. I loved hockey. Um, you, you grow up what, with your parents watching. You know, you have to kind of watch what your parents are watching on TV. And I remember sometimes you'd have to watch like two or three hours of news before like the Simpsons would come on. And I, every every hour of news, I was always just like, okay, let's wait for the sports. Let's wait for the sports. You know, and the Lakers were the hot team in town. So, would, you know, most of the sports section would be taken up by Laker highlights. Here in Shaq, so I wasn't a big Shaq fan. You know, and then maybe they would throw scraps at the Kings or shit. Even a Ducks highlight I would take when I was a kid. Um, but the thing is, even though I wasn't a Laker fan, I didn't really like Shaq. Um, I was always, I always respected Kobe. He just like seemed like he was just a dude that was the ultimate competitor. That you know, like for example, I, I still remember the day after he scored eighty-one points. I didn't watch that game. You know, I wasn't, you know, I don't really watch regular season basketball. I'm someone that says that the NBA season doesn't start until the playoffs. And even then a lot of times I won't even watch until the fourth quarter. But, uh, but I remember the next day 
I went to the local breakfast burrito spot. It was classic burger in West Covina. And I remember I was sitting there waiting for my breakfast burrito. And the, the newspaper was out. And the headline on the sports section was Kobe goes for 81. And I remember, like, dude, the, the headline could have been Kobe put up 200. Because, like, 81 points, 200 points, it's like it just seems, like, unbelievable. It's not until you actually watch. And I was like, holy shit, he actually did that. You know, and to me, it's like, I think Kobe Bryant, if you would have told him before that game that he was going to score 81, I could see him just being like, oh, why the fuck didn't I get 82? Or like being upset, like knowing that his goal is going to be, no, I'm not going to try to get the 81 that people told me I'm going to get. I'm going to try to get 82, you know, and that's just, that's kind of the way he carried himself. You know, there was a reason why I think Kobe, you know, a lot of, he's a top 10 NBA basketball player of all time, dude. It's not just that there was a lot of people with skill, like Vince Carter's skill, like, um, but Kobe Bryant was someone that just had the work ethic that, like, I think is unmatched, you know, after his passing, there was so many people coming out with their stories about Kobe Bryant, their experiences with Kobe Bryant. Um, one of them that stuck out to me was Allen Iverson. He was talking about a time when the, the 76ers were in town and he actually went out to dinner with Kobe and after dinner Alan Iverson was asking him like yo you want to come out like we're gonna go out to the club go out and whatever and uh not Kobe had to go it was either he had to work out that night or it's like he had to wake up early to get to to go to practice and I mean those are the kind of things that he had throughout his entire career you know there were people that said that he was kind of a bad teammate or he was kind of hard on people but I think it's like when you're a type of person like that that expects so much out of himself it's probably hard for him to see other people you know, like people like some of his bad teammates in the past that like, you know, he had beef with like Smush Parker. And I feel like Sasha Vujicic would get some, you know, some of the heat from Kobe. Um, but, you know, it's like all these things I could I could keep talking forever about, you know, there's so much stuff about Kobe that's just memorable. I think of 2010 New Year's Day where, you know, it's like they, they were going to lose to the Sacramento Kings and literally Kobe Bryant by himself willed it and jacked up a three from the wing to win it. And it was just like, I remember, like I said, as a Laker hater at the time, like kind of teasing some of the people I was with at the time while watching the game. And, and Kobe just pulled it off. And I feel like he was full of things like that. Um, so kind of, you know, the news of Kobe passing and the helicopter crash and then, as it was slowly coming out, they found out that his daughter was on, on the helicopter and, you know, the details that they were just on their way to a, to a basketball game. It was just so like surreal that in 2020, like such a significant person like that could pass away in such a tragic, you know, in such a tragic way. You know, it was so shocking. I mean, it's that's why it's like it was a year ago. So it's like it feels like a lifetime ago because so much stuff has happened in 2020. But at the same time, it still feels like yesterday. Um, you know, it's Kobe Bryant's shadow is always going to be there for the over the Lakers. You know, it's like when they won their championship here in 2020, you couldn't just help but thinking about Kobe and that that Kobe probably had something to help contribute to that, whether it was inspiring the team or, you know, if he was just there helping the Lakers, just, you know, just 
just being just being present, you know, helping kind of spur the the Lakers along. So I think every January 26th, it's going to be hard to not think about Kobe and Kobe's daughter and all the people that passed in the helicopter. Um, you know, but I think that, you know, what, what we can always revisit is, you know, Kobe's, you know, a lot of his highlights, you know, what's nice also about social media and the internet is seeing all the pictures that, you know, Kobe's wife will post of him, you know, being a girl dad and, you know, like all the people that just love Kobe that show that, you know, he was more than a basketball player. You know, he was an excellent father. Um, there was a lot of people that felt like, and, you know, me included, that felt like Kobe's post-basketball life was going to be just as impressive, if not more impressive than his basketball life. You know, he had just won an Academy Award for a short film that he had made. So it's like he was dominating the film industry. Um, you know, he was... He opened up the Mamba Academy in Thousand Oaks, California, where, you know, it's like he's helping, you know, helping generations of kids grow up with, you know, top-notch resources for basketball. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of important basketball players coming out of that academy. Um, And that's because of Kobe. You know, Kobe was so giving. And, like, I think Rob Palenka, the general manager of the Lakers, was mentioning that one of the last things Kobe ever did, before, you know, it was like, I think it was like 10 to 15 minutes before the helicopter crashed, was that Kobe was texting Rob Palenka asking if he could hook up one of, like, his family friend's um, daughters with an internship with Scott Boris. So, you know, Kobe was just, up, even up until his last moments, was trying to help people, you know. It sucks, you know. They, what they always say is that, you know, it's like a lot of the sh- just so many shitty people that get to stick around, you know, and uh, but meanwhile, good slash great people have to go away. You know, as someone who lost his mom this past year, I, you know, I, I, I struggle with that all the time. And I can only imagine what Kobe's wife has to deal with and, and, you know, and their daughters have to deal with knowing that they're, you know, that their, their 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 dad, husband, their daughter, sister, you know, passed away in such a in such a tragic way. So, uh, yeah. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, kind of share, you know, how I, you know, my experience from January twenty sixth, twenty twenty, and um, yeah, my feelings of Kobe. So hope you enjoyed, and um, yeah. Till next time, have a good one, guys. Here we go again. Common past on this beat, I made it to a jam. And everything I'm not made me everything I am. Here we go. Here we go again. People talking shit, but when the shit hit the fan, everything I'm not made me everything I am. I never be picture perfect Beyonce. Be light as Al, be your black ass Chauncey. Remember him from Black Street? He was black as the street was. I never be laid back as the street.